0: This is the Redeemed Christian Church of God, more than conquer Parish. perish. Mighty God, we bless your name. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Ancient of Days, for bringing us to day two of the Open Door Fasting and Prayer. Thank you for bringing us to day two of the month of July. And I thank you for the mighty thing you are set to do in this month and what you have started thank you father for bringing us to your presence this morning lord as we go into your your word your word is life and i pray this morning Lord, send your word unto your people. Lord Jesus, every word that will proceed from my mouth, let it bring glory and honor to you. Let it be war from the throne of heaven. Let it be from the Father's heart. In the name of Jesus, put my ears, Lord, on your chest, on your heart to know what your heartbeat is for your people. And Lord, at the instance of your word, let there be healing. Let there be miracle. Let there be salvation of soul. Let there be deliverance. Let there be revival. Let there be transformation. Let there be visitation, even as we are in the season of visitation. Visit us by your mighty power. Visit every home. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. The Lord has been bringing his word to us on the subject, preparing for the Lord's visitation. Just as we will prepare for any August visitor, so also we must, be, we must take conscious effort. Um, you know to prepare for the Almighty God as well, because uh, He is Lord. His Lord of Lord he is the King of Kings, the Ancient of Days. We must prepare for Him. God's visitation is not cheap, and so we must not trivialize it. We must gather all our heart, everything within us, and then use it to prepare. Now, um, this morning we are going to look at. Another aspect or perhaps uh, overcoming the possible dishes, uh, potholes, hindrances to the Lord's visitation, overcoming the possible uh, hindrances or hindrances to the Lord's visitation. Um, This morning, turn your Bible with me to the book of Jeremiah chapter 17. And then I will read from verse nine to. I will read from verse nine to ten, and then also we're going to read from Isaiah chapter fifty-nine, from verses one um, up to verse five thereabout. And then at that point uh, we can have uh, somebody to read uh, the book of Isaiah. Now Jeremiah 17, 9 to ten. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Brethren, the heart is deceitful. The heart is very deep. The heart can tell you, I love you. I mean, the mouth can tell you, I love you, but the heart can say, I hate you. The heart is that invisible part of man that is usually not seen by fellow men. Now, and because this is an important aspect of our life, the heart now has also become the center of sin, which it has always been, right from the time Adam and Eve fell. Everything a man does, they are all from the heart. And so the Bible is telling us the heart is very deceitful, is deceptive, the heart is corny. The heart is um, is full of, is full of, is full of. Uh, all kind of evil, because out of it, out of the heart are the issues of life. Out of it uh, proceeded um, the things that defy man. And so, one of the things that hinders the Lord's visitation is when, when there's a when your heart is not right with God. So, overcoming uh, the possible hindrances to the Lord visiting you and I. And as a church, we shall live as we are on day two of the fasting and prayer. So our heart is very important. Now, let's read the book of Isaiah chapter 59 from verses one to, to, uh, to five. All right carry behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot say, neither is his ear heavy that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. From your hands, For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue hath muttered perverseness. None called for justice, none any pleaded for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies, they conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. They hatch cockroach egg and wave the spider web. He that eateth of their egg dies, and that which is crushed. And that which is crushed, break it out into a viper. And the least uh, is endless. You can read from verse six on your own. But from what we have learned, from what we can see from these verses one to to five, is also enough um, to review our true state to us brethren. So we are looking at overcoming uh, the possible hindrances. What, the, what are the things? Number one of it is sin. Sin. And sin predominantly is from the heart. An arm robber conceiving their heart to go into robbery. A fornicator first think about it in their heart to fornicate and then their body begin to execute it. Elias cook them up in their heart and then, uh, you know, before they execute it. And so when there is a sin in the life of a man or a woman, then it hinders God from visiting such a fellow. Now, from what we have read, from what we have read this morning, we could see that the hand of the law is against those that have sins in their life. Their sins of lying, deceptions, all of that, hand stains with blood and many other things. Brethren, Why is the Lord bringing this to us? Because the Lord doesn't want us to fast in vain. You see, if you're engaging in fasting and prayer, and yet you know there is a sin in your life, that God has opened you and you have refused to repent, it's a waste of time. God desires repentance and not sacrifice. He desires obedience and not sacrifice. If there is sins in your life or in your family, and you say you're taking a million dollars to pay as tithe or to give to the church, that did not erase your sin. What erases it is that you repent and ask the Lord for forgiveness. Now, the heart is such a a powerful part of the human body. Now, the heart can harbor sin for 30 years. The heart can harbor sins for 50 years. The heart can harbor sins, and the man or the woman just lived there. They, they, everything appears to be normal. But I tell you, deep inside the heart, there is a loophole there that needs to be fixed. Now we all know that sin is a gateway. The Bible says that the wages of sin is dead. The wages of sin is dead, according to the word of the Lord in the book of Romans. Romans. Now, let's look at Romans chapter 3, verse, verse 23. For all have sinned, I've come short of the glory of God. And Romans 6, Romans 6, verse 23. It said, for the wages of sin is dead, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, quickly, let's look at some few things about um, this crucial matter. Now, there are some sins that are known to men and there are some that are not known. So basically there are two categories of sin that the Lord revealed to me. So every other sinful life or habit they offer within these two categories. So let's look at one of them. Number one is known sin. A known sin is a sin that you committed, you are aware of it, but you refuse to repent. You refuse. You know it is a sin. It's a sin people enter willfully, intentionally, intentionally, like when you prepare your heart to lie, it's a willful sin. So it's a known sin. You know it already. When you prepare your heart that this is what I'm going to do, and you know it is a sin. So it is a known sin. Now, the, these are sins that is familiar to men, but... What misty what makes them a sin, it is because they refuse to repent from them. So we know it that it is a sin. Our conscience tells us, pricked us, that this thing you are thinking of, this step you want to take is a sinful habit. It's a sin. You went ahead anyway, but God still came back again to tell you you have done something wrong, but you refuse to repent. So that's a known sin. You know it, not because somebody has to tell you. Now, there are are sinful spiritual habits that is fast becoming acceptable in the body of Christ. A good example is lies. They call it little lies. Lies of any kind is sin they are known to man. So sin, when we talk about known and unknown sin. Now, talking about known sin, they are the things that sometimes we trivialize. Oh, where are you right now? Um, I'm in the mall, but you are not in the mall. You're probably on your way to, to school. Oh, some am even, even lie with church. Oh, I'm going to church. So that their parents or families or friends may see them and say, this is really a holy man, a holy woman. These are, non, they are, these are known sin. The sin that you know it is, it is evil, and you do it, in, do it anyway. And, but then you also still refuse to repent from them. When these things are evident in our life, you know what? It hinders the Lord's visitation. Fasting and prayer has its place in our life, but it, it cannot also uh, you know, overlook or you know, uh, cover the aspect of sin, known sin. So brethren, is there any known sin in your life? Known sin are also, you know, the things you do repeatedly and you ask God for mercy. Repeatedly, over and over and over and over and over again. You ask God for mercy, he had mercy on you. You ask him again, he has mercy on you. So they are now becoming known. You are becoming accustomed to them. And then each time you run back to God and say, Lord, I'm sorry, and he forgives you. The question the Lord is asking from you this morning is how long will you continue with that? Because he said, "I should tell you, the reward for sin is dead. Both physical death, I mean spiritual death and physical death. And when sin is evident in your heart, then you begin to die spiritually gradually. It's a gradual thing. And that's why somebody can be dwelling in sin and still be a pastor. Somebody can be dwelling in sin and, and still be climbing the altar. Somebody can be dwelling in sin and still... And still Somebody can be dwelling in sin and there's possibly miracles happening signs and wonder here and there no wonder jesus christ said on the last day depart from me you i know you know you walkers of iniquity may that not be your testimony may that not be my testimony or mute your device and shout a big amen or mute your device and shout a big amen Amen. Amen. so brethren Although the Lord is not condemning anyone this morning, but it is to bring to you why He he has lingered in visiting you as you needed him to, as you have pleaded. So, brethren, sin, known sin. Is there any known sin in your life? Before we continue, I want you to close your eyes and then bow down your head and pray. Ask the Lord this morning, Father, is there any known sin in my life? Is there any habit I have repeated again, 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 countless times that I know it is a sin, but I keep doing it? I need your help. Be sincere with him this morning. Or mute your devices and make that your prayer. Father, Is there any known sin in my life? Please forgive me, Lord. Please deliver me from them. Please rescue me. Please deliver me. Open your mouth and pray. Please deliver me. Please rescue me. Please rescue me, Lord. Please have mercy on me. Little little habit. When lies now become the order of the day. In whom wife lies to husband, husband lies to lies to lies to their wife. Children lie to their parents. Pastors lie to congregation. Ministers lie to congregation. People exaggerating testimonies. People doing touch of evil in the sight of God. Right to God this morning, Father. Every known sin in my life that I know it is a sin. But yet, I've been dipping my hand into them. This morning, I've come to the throne of grace. Please, Lord, be merciful upon me. Have mercy on me and rescue me. Have mercy on me and rescue me. Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you asking the Lord? Are you talking to Him? Somebody's bringing an important subject that may hinder many from entering into heaven. Cry to God this morning. That may hinder. That may hinder the people from making rapture. Lord Jesus is there. No sin in my life. Have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy, O Lord. Deliver me from every disruptive habit. Deliver your people from every disruptive habit. Deliver them, Lord. 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 In Jesus. Does. Mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Brethren, I want you to know that when there is a known sin in your life, if you don't rise immediately and deal with them, they become repetitive and they become norms. They become normal. That even when somebody tells you or when the Lord revealed to you, you don't pay attention anymore. So you have to avoid, you have to cry to God, Lord, this matter, deliver me from this, every known sin. The second aspect is what we call unknown sin or presumptuous sin. From the word presumption, assuming, assuming, assuming. Our father and the law will oftentimes use the word the assumption is the lowest form of knowledge. Assuming, presumptuous saying. Now, let's look at the word of God. <clears throat> let's look at the book of Psalms 19, Psalms 19, verse 13. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. That was the Psalm is praying. That was This one was written by David. Let them not have dominion over me. That will be your prayer very soon. Keep me back from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. As from today, the stronghold of presumptuous sins are broken in your lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I will be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. For that to happen, David dealt with the first issue, the most important aspect, overcoming presumptuous sins. Now, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Presumptuous sins they are often not known to men. You don't know that you have even committed a sin. You don't know you have done anything wrong. To you, you are right in the sight of God. For instance, David, I'm still surprised that the King David wasn't aware that he was committing sin first when he began to uh, lust and then desire Uriah. I mean, Uriah's wife, Bathsheba, slept with her. He didn't, it didn't occur to him, he was sinning. And then he arranged when the woman told her that she was pregnant, then the next thing is that he arranged for the husband to be killed. He first of all showered him with gifts and a lot of things. Sinking uh, Davis did not see all of this as sin anyway. And then the, the, the worst thing was that he arranged for the innocent man to be terminated. And he was terminated. And the man was a, was a righteous man. How will you know a righteous man? Check the words of the mouth. The man said, the king said, go back to your house. Go and sleep with your family, your wife. The man said, no, how can I do such wickedness? When the armies of the Lord are in the battlefield, how can I go home? He said, no, I will sleep at the king's and Tomorrow I will join them at the war front. The king they didn't know. And they found out. So he was a righteous man. Uriah was a righteous man. So your actions, your, your words will determine whether you are righteous or you are not. Now, then David did not see all of this until the Lord's word came to him through prophet Nathan. So David was, 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 was acting. There was a big sin hanging on his neck. But he wasn't aware of it. Until the Lord came and opened His eyes, brethren, presumptuous sins—they are sins like conniving with people to pervert justice. For instance, I only just uh, give them the sister's name. You get that clue? Is presumptuous sin or when you aid and abated somebody to commit sin, then sometimes you don't pay attention to them. When you are digesting with them, when you are lying with them, you know, you tell you, oh, I'm innocent. She was one that brought the matter to me. I was just on my own. And they said this and that. And I said, okay, okay, okay. But you did not do anything about it. All you did was to just watch them if you did not act on it, if you did not do anything different, and you still allow the sin to prevail anyway, then it becomes presumptive sins. Whether presumptive sins or known sin, you know what, brethren? The reward is still the same death, spiritually and physically. Now, presumptive sins are hidden sins. Like Jacob's stealing Esau's sin, and one thing with presume sins, or sin generally is that they sometimes don't show up immediately. Well, sometimes you look at uh, you see some people who have done a lot of things. The law may not catch up with them. One year, two year, three year, four year, five years, six years, seven, ten years, some twenty years, some thirty years. Some 40 years, some just at the edge of ending their life. When they are about 80, 90, then you'll be hearing sin will just raise up his ugly head and and begin to wreck the end of that man. May that not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. May that not be our portion in the name of Jesus. Brethren, it's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. Presumptuous sins. Don't act. Don't assume you don't know. If you don't know, then what makes the difference between this one and no, and no sin is that it takes God, except God decide to open your eyes, you may not know you are, you are in sin. That's just the big challenge with this aspect of sin. When somebody is when somebody's under presumptive sins, It is God himself to open your eyes, and that is where prayer and fasting comes. When you fast and you pray, then God, in his mercy, will say, okay, maybe you expect him to visit, and the next thing, he shows you your life. You better rejoice. Don't say, this is not what I was expecting from God anyway. I was expecting him to visit me and show me this and that, as the pastor have said, but this is what I saw, ah! God, what is happening? Instead of you to rejoice and fall on your knees and praise go and say, Father, I thank you. Have mercy on me. You are there complaining. You are there saying that is not what you are expecting from God. You are expecting a job. And God is showing you your error. God is saying if, I can, if that error can be fixed, forget about job. Job will come. Miracles will happen. Your prosperity will happen. Your joy will be restored. Oftentimes you are expecting this from God and you get this. It doesn't mean that God is ignorant of what you are asking. He knows what you are asking, but because this is also an important issue that will hinder him from doing this, then how do we respond to it? Brethren, is there a known and unknown sin in your heart? You want God to visit you? You must deal with your chosen sin. And you can't deal with it by yourself. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. But beyond the Holy Spirit helping us. One, you must repent of them. You must forsake them. You've taken things that is not your only it. You have told lies against somebody and the the person is in trouble. And the person, all you need to do is, Lord, I'm going to confess. I'm sorry, may take a phone or visit. I'm sorry. I tell this lie, and I know this person is in trouble. I want to please, uh, forgive. This is this is that is what God wants, not not sacrifice. So I want you to bow down your head this morning. Jacob thought he had forgotten. Jacob thought that Esau had forgotten. He thought that Esau has forgotten about what happened many years ago but esau was waiting for him at a junction in life brother and sister don't wait don't let don't wait until that sin fish you out before you do something about it this is the time and the time is now so i want you to close your eyes and you are going to pray you are going to say father you are going to say father you are going to say, Father, keep back thy servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be upright in thy sight. Then I shall be innocent from my grace transgression. Open your mouth and turn the book of Psalms 19 verse 13 to prayer this morning. Father, keep, thy, keep back thy servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Father, keep me back from presumptuous sin, the sins that I don't even know that they were sins at all. The sins that I was assuming they are not sin. The things that have hindered you from visiting me this morning. Father, let the blood of Jesus flow. Let it flow over your people. Let it flow over my life. Let it flow over the land. Let it flow over the nation. Let it flow over every family. Are you praying? Are you praying? Lord, let it flow. Whatever thing that may hinder you from visiting us, from visiting me today, Lord Jesus, deliver me from presumptuous sin. Deliver me from presumptuous sin. Deliver me from presumptuous sins. I will no longer assume they are sin. In the name of Jesus. This morning, Father, preserve your people from presumptuous sin. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Now, and then we'll round up this way. Turn your Bible with me to the book. So I want to encourage you, brethren, go and search your heart. And if there's any matter of sins, unconfessing, don't say, I is a long time. Or oh, you impregnated a guest, some, some, in your secondary school, and you ran away. Don't think that, uh, you know, the sin will not fish you. So please. Any sin that is in your life, there are any of them you want to talk about, you need guidance, please, um, we are here. Uh, let us know, and together we'll cry to God for mercy. Now turn your Bible with me to the book of Psalm. We did not read our Psalm this morning, Psalm 89, but the Holy Spirit reminded me. So we'll sit, take it, and then we'll round up and share the grace. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding me. Psalms chapter 89, we'll read from verse 31 to 40. Want to go together? If they break my status and keep not my commandment, then will I visit their transgression with raw and their iniquity with strive. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utter, utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Once have I sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. His seed shall endure forever. His throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever as the moon and as, if, and as a faithful witness in heaven. But thou hast cast off an abhorred. Thou hast been wrought with thy anointed. Thou hast made void the covenant of thy servant. Thou has profaned his crown by casting it to the ground. Thou has broken down all his edges. Thou has brought his stronghold to reign. Thou will not be a portion in Jesus' name. The, the edge of protection over your life will not be broken. In the name of Jesus, according to the word of the Lord, in that Psalm 89, verse 40, the edge of protection of God over your family will not be broken. As you go out to the Lord, turn all your prayers to testimony in the name of Jesus. Any matter or subject of sin, whether known, presumptuous that may be in your life, this morning, the Lord will have mercy on you. The Lord will rescue you. The Lord will deliver you in the mighty name of Jesus. This morning, the blood of Jesus will avail over your soul. It will avail over your body. It will avail over your spirit. Any action you need to take to be free for the Lord to visit you, the Lord will open your ear to hear them. The Lord will show you the way to go about them. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you. When next we gather, you will have testimony of deliverances in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. As you go today, the Lord will favor you. I cover your body, soul, and spirit with the blood of Jesus. The sickness will not enter your household. It will not touch your body. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Every demonic spirit that defiles men and women, it will not enter your body. You will not be defiled. Your children will not be defiled. Your household will not be defiled. Inordinate desires will not enter your heart. You will not begin to crave for things that are not of God. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. And if you are here to be saved, this morning, the Lord of hosts, have mercy on you, forgive you your sins. And I pray the Lord cleanses you and sets you free from your sin. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.